Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live tonight on YouTube again, two weeks in a row. Do I think we've done Club Doc? Club, Club Doc? Club Doc Corner? Club Deck Corner? Two, um, two weeks in a row live, but yes, as things are just now, we are we are live. So get your comments in the live chat as always. Uh, this week in Club Deck Corner, Robertson's leaving. Butland incoming with a question mark and pathetic at Pataudry. I am Scott Carney and joining me tonight is Alistair Pearson. How are you, mate? Very well. Um, I was glad I wasn't in a post-match for Aberdeen <clears throat> because um, I think I would have went full tonto Carney. I've calmed down a wee bit from it, but we will get to that. We'll get to that, mate. Yes, obviously there's stuff come up to dull that maybe the longer we leave talking about that probably the better uh, so we'll we'll definitely get to that and Scott Gemmel how's it going mate? Uh, I, I'm calmed down now um, I left my phone in the house this morning um, and I'm in the door 20 minutes so I've had about 20 minutes to kind of look through my phone and find out what's actually happened in the world of Rangers today and it appears um, rather a lot has happened. Never a quiet day, mate. It's never ever a quiet day. Never a quiet day when a when a Rangers fan, mate. There's always stuff, always stuff to talk about. So before we get into things, shameless plug as always to support the podcast to reach the next level. You can join the YouTube channel for as little as ninety nine p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee and join the Coffee Buying Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. Thank you to everybody that is a channel member. Thank you to our coffee buyers and our coffee buying legends. Really do appreciate it. I promise you there'll be more for your buck soon it's just trying to juggle having a kid having a job having a podcast and trying to find the time to do it all but i promise there will be more coming summer as i said before we always discuss things in summer this summer's the biggest we've been so far by quite a quite a margin so there will definitely be a discussion happening with um with the lads about how we're going to try and eke out more content when we can uh, so watch this space on in that regard right gentlemen um we'll jump into ranger stuff as always and we'll start with the news that broke about five o'clock, I think it was tonight, that Stuart Robertson is leaving the club in the summer. Uh, a statement on the club website said, Rangers Football Club can today announce managing director Stuart Robertson is to depart the club this summer, with the chairman and board delighted to appoint James Bisgrove as the club's new chief executive officer. Stuart Robertson will depart Rangers on July the 31st, 2023, having decided to explore new opportunities I'd like to know what they are, to be honest. Uh, Stuart leaves with the best wishes and gratitude of the chairman and board for all he achieved at his time at Ibrooks. James Bisgrove will transition from his current director of commercial and marketing role, becoming Rangers CEO from July the 31st, 2023. The statement does go on, but I am not going to sit here and read it all out. I'm sure everybody has done so for themselves. Ali, the changes keep on coming, mate. Yeah, that banner that they unfurled only four weeks ago or something. They've, they've got their wish. They're all they're all out, um, including Park as well, who stepped stepped in as chairman as well. So I didn't see it coming. They can. It's Stuart Robertson's been in the job eight eight, eight seasons, is it? Um, it? It's time for change. I think we've all well by the protests and banners in previous games. It's, it's time for change. It's good that. Um, it's good to see it. But I like Bisgrove stepping up there. I like that, Carney. I think he's forward thinking. He's come in and done a great job in the, the commercial side. I think he'll be good for us going forward. And you'll probably come on to talk about what they plan to do in terms of fan engagement moving forward as well, which I think is good too. So um, 
yeah, I think it's a positive move overall for, for Rangers today. Yeah, I, I quite like it as well, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. Um, I think Bisgrove's probably one of the only ones that's maybe escaped any form of criticism apart from the Australia debacle that we had. I do think everything else he's done, nobody's, I can't really remember anybody having real criticism of him and he seems to have kind of succeeded within his role. So maybe a natural progression. Scotia, I think the the thing that I'm looking forward to the, the most about it is Bisgrove has already showcased that he's not, Shy in order to in order communicating with fans, he's appeared on many podcasts. Um, I think he's been on. I think I can't. Well, he's definitely been on Heart and Hand. I know that for sure. He's had a few on there. I, I'm as I say, I'm quite I'm quite glad of this again. Nothing against. We'll probably discuss Stuart Robertson in a bit, but I, I'm probably more excited the fact that Bisgrove's stepping up to it. We have been crying out for this more of an open communication between the board and the fans, and Bisgrove could be the uh, he could be the channel for that. Yeah, so this was one of the ones that I just heard on the radio as I was driving home that um, I, um, Robertson had left and Bisgrove was coming in, so I haven't read anything. In fact, what you read out at the start there is the, the most of my knowledge about the situation. I didn't realise when uh, when Robertson was leaving. So, um, yeah, like Ali says, it probably was, Kenny, given what's happened recently, given that John Bennett's come in to be chairman now, it's one of these ones when that happens, you do start to see weak years of change lower down throughout those kind of positions, which... Yeah, he's going. Bisgrove coming in. I was quite excited when I heard that it was Bisgrove coming in because, like Ali says, he's been he's been really good. I think he's been one of the only Kenny executive board member type people that um, has been delivering really good success. Like the, the financial stuff that he's been able to do with the club and Ringers has been brilliant over the last couple of seasons. Um, yeah, he was probably involved in you know bringing the Sydney Cup idea to the to the wider board. Um, but his remit was to bring money into the into Rangers Football Club. And at the time, they were probably probably looked at it and there probably was like a bottom line that showed that we would make this amount. It obviously, it wasn't up to him to then go ahead with it. That's up in Robertson, people like that, Park, etc. who are not, no longer at the club. It was up to them then to kind of rubber stamp it and approve it. Um, so I can't really hold any criticism towards him because he's coming into this job, you know, not as a Rangers fan. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't hold any... Judgment on that too, um, Bisgrove. But so looking forward to it because, like you say, on the interviews we've seen from him on some of the other, like Heart and Hand, I don't know if he's been on Four Lads or not. I don't know if Stevie's Clifford's it managed to have, have a Probably, there's, yeah, he probably has. Um, but he's always come across really well, explained stuff really well because, you know, if you, unless you're into the, unless you know the kind of financial side of things, it's all kind of Greek to you, isn't it, really? Um, whereas he explains himself really well. And I think he'll be very good at, getting us going on this fan engagement, which we've all been screaming out for. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with any of that, mate. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of all for it. I, I didn't, obviously when I heard that he'd left, I hadn't, I think, Ali, I think it was you put in the group chat and I was diving at the time and it popped up and I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And I didn't I didn't think naturally in my head that it was going to be Bisgrove that would step up, but it, it, it kind of makes sense. In terms of Stuart Robertson, mate, um, what do you think he leaves behind um, after his work that he's done at Ibrooks? I, I do, I'm kind of along the same lines of I was with Wilson that I think it's just came to a natural end and it's time for some, some fresh eyes. Yeah, well, if Ali's, what, Ali's figure the eight seasons he's been at the club, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know off the top of my head if that's right or not, but if it is, then he has been here for a while and he, he, he does have to get some praise because of where we were eight seasons ago. Um, so, you know, he's certainly been involved in that rebuild, but like you say, it probably was coming to the end. And it's certainly when those banners went up away, Wilson and Robertson, um, once the Kenny Ibrooks crowd turns against you, it's you're not really coming back from it. You need to, it's the same with like players, if you have like a, if they turn against you, you need to carry have external performance every other thing you do henceforth um, so yeah probably right that he leaves once I've had actually time to sit down and digest it more I'll maybe um, have some more coherent thoughts on it but um, yeah it's probably as you say the right time for him to go at the end of this season Yeah Ali you got along with that I think it's probably just about the, the right time I think it's probably important that he's chose to stay until the end of the season in order to, to be a proper handover talking business terms there um, we've all heard that in a job before a, a kind of handover to Bisgrove but I mean Stuart Robertson done right I think he's definitely done wrong um, a few of his, his comments are a bit wild um, in times a few of the things that he has said but end of the day I think a lot of this board even as time goes on, I know everybody was desperate for change just now. They'll have to be remember fondly. Okay, we've not had enough success in terms of on the pitch, in terms of winning trophies, in terms of winning shiny things. I, I do understand that, but at the end of the day, the financial the, the financial situation of the club is so much better now than what it was then, and we're growing, we're continuing to grow. So he, he's he is one that oversees that as well. Yeah, <clears throat> got to give him some positives, like Parkies. He's over. He came in at a bad time, Robertson. He's um, he's overseen officers winning a, a title, getting a European final, managers through COVID, which was quite a big thing as well in terms of a business yep. too. He did that too. So you got to give him praise. He just came across to me, Carney, as a bit of a guy that was a bit. I don't think he was strong enough to be in the position he was. At, he was a bit wet for me, Stuart Robertson. I want a guy that's going to stand up for our football club. He almost he almost spoke too politely at times, didn't yeah. he? Do you know what it, I mean? It just, yeah. he was just, uh, I don't know if the word... It's not a criticism. I mean, I it's too, a weird thing not. to say. So I know, it's a weird thing yeah, to say, you, but I know what you mean. You, you know what I mean. I just don't think he was vocal enough for us at times. You look at the other side of the city, they're very vocal at times. Um, yeah. I think I think we should be... And I think Bisgrove was the guy to do that. The way he talks, I like the way he talks. Like I say, I think he's forward-thinking. I think he'll move us forward, Bisgrove. Um so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see going forward next season what their vision is because I'd assume they'll come out. I know they're going to be doing this fan engagement, Carney, at Edmondson House, but I'd assume they'll we'll be doing a Rangers TV interview soon in terms of um, what their plan is to move Rangers forward. Yeah, I would agree, mate. I think you can you can expect that. It's definitely in the post. Um, well, just tonight, to honest, well. a lot of new members tonight. <laughs> I know. Literally, I was just about to say that. Um, Scotia, I'll come back to you in two seconds. Thank you to everybody who's chosen to become a YouTube member. By the way, I think that's three of you that's done that tonight. Uh, Davy, who was the other one? Oh, 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 for a hill, oh, for a hill. And well, there was one more. I can't remember. I need to scroll back up. This dead professional. I know. I get this. I do understand. Callum G. Callum G, thank you very much. Appreciate that, everybody. I really do appreciate that. Scotia, what were you going to say? I know I was going to pick up on uh, Ali's point there about a video coming out in Rangers TV soon. Did you say that it was the 31st of July that Robertson was stepping down? Yeah. And that change over yeah. happening? Yeah, so I don't know if they would do that. They might, they might, but I don't know if he's, if Robertson's still the CEO, then would they wait? not wait until he's away for Bisgrove to give his? I'm not sure. Be good if came out. That would be a good one. 
That would be good. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are waiting for that. As I say, I think there was a statement released as well by Union Bears and somebody else in that today looking that they were hoping for better communication that within the board. A, a, a fair statement. I can't remember who it was that they were all combined and I apologise for that. Was it, it was eighteen seventy two as well? Yeah, so I get that. No, I do hundred percent I get that. Um but uh yeah, um we'll we'll watch this space in terms of what communication we now see, but I think it's a positive move for Rangers. I can't really see anything uh, kind of bad in it. I, I, I trust Bizgrove um to be able to step up to, to, to that operation and he's uh he's quite a likable guy. So yeah, um we'll we'll see what comes we'll see what comes of it. Um obviously West Robertson, all the best, whatever he chooses to do in the future. Um Thank you very much, Rangers Loyalists, for the, the super sticker. I mean, why can't YouTube name things a wee bit better? The super sticker. Thank you for the super sticker, mate. Uh, really do appreciate that, mate. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so, lads, we'll move on. Um, um, we'll move on to the fixtures that were announced, the post-split fixtures. So, the SPL have confirmed that the remaining league fixtures this uh, was this morning. Was that this morning? Yeah, this morning. I've losing yeah. track of my days, man. It's only Tuesday, honestly. What chance you got? Uh, so the fixtures are as follows. Sunday, May 7th, Aberdeen at home, 3pm. Saturday, May 13th, Celtic at home, 12.30pm kickoff. Sunday, May 21st, Hibs away, noon kickoff. Wednesday, May 24th, Hearts at 7.45 kick-off. The last game of the season is Saturday the 27th of May. Uh, St Mirren away, 12.30 kick-off. Ali, at least we get one 3pm kick-off to look, for, to look forward to. I don't know. Has there ever been post a post-split fixture released where you're just not really interested and you just want it done? <laughs> yeah, the, the post-match, these, these split fixtures are always on Sundays. Um, yeah. TV, Paul... Paul Paul my works are he's a, a Celtic fan and he was he was waiting for the Sunday ones to come out and they, they get mostly Sundays as well. Celtic, it's weird how they put everything on Sundays. It's for TV. That's what it is really. Going yeah, that's forward. exactly what it is. Um, when I seen what we got, it didn't matter who we got and where it was. To be honest, Celtic I think are away to Hearts in the first game, the same time as us. I think they kick off quarter past two or something. We kick off at three in the same day, so they will win the title at Tyne Castle, no doubt. If they don't. They've got a chance to win it. I know, I know, I know. But um, but yeah, they are what they are. They're dead rubbers for me, Carney. I know the old firm is never a dead rubber, but they all are dead rubbers. They just want to list again, huh? Thank you very much. Thanks very much, mate. Um, I, they're dead rubbers for me, Carney. Um, we'll we'll yeah, talk yeah. further on in terms of what we do in terms of their games, but. After after this weekend, and it'll take care of itself in terms of the league games. Are disinterest them going forward? I'm sort of ready for next season. In fact, I'm ready for a rest for Rangers. To be honest, in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, we've said that too many times, mate. No, no. We've got to, I think we said this in the last season. I was like, I just want a rest, mate. I just want a rest from us. Uh, so, so yeah, the, the fixtures are what they are. I think Ali's pretty spot on. There's the sooner this is wrapped up, probably the better, and Bill can start tinkering with the squad and and seeing who he can trust and who he can keep and who can step up and prove a bit of a point and maybe not prove a bit of a point because the games won't mean much. They'll mean much for maybe other teams that we're playing against in terms of their finishing position in the league, but um, we are very safely second, um, unfortunately, and Celtic will win it either. I hope they don't win it. I'm not even. I can't. I can't even let my mind cross that. Ibrox. <laughs> because how strange would that be? Like, there's no fans there well, apart from us. 
Yeah, I, I would be really strange because mind they, they did have the chance to win it at Ibrox in 2012, didn't they? And then um, yeah, he's won. We, we run out four one. Alright, I look. Yeah, look, I had a really good game that day if I remember. But yeah, like you say, the the split is what it is. I'm always worried when the split comes around that some teams knock into the top six that the SPL hadn't kind of thought would before the start of the season because that really usually throws up the anomalies where you might have two away games and or three away games and two home games. So fairly glad that we've got the three home and two away. Um, it would be better if we were actually doing something towards the end of the season. That's three times we get to go and watch um, a meaningless type of game uh, at Ibrox uh, before the season finishes. They are what they are. Um, yeah, we could start getting into talks about the split and we could reconstruction, but that's for a different Eight. time. Yeah, take it. it as as it is. The only other thing I maybe would a potential like, but again, because because it's done, is it, I quite like having like an old, even an old firm game. It's been a while since they they done that. I think maybe two thousand and seven was the last time they done a. Someone in the comments might know better, but it's been a long time. No, did since. we not do one after COVID? Yeah, they did. did yeah. We? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they done no, one after so COVID. Like, sure, was it not like Wednesday night or Monday yeah. night or Tuesday so, night or something? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, there was definitely one. There was only, there was only, because Rangers fans weren't at that one either, were they? It was just all, I'm sure it was all sailed. Yeah, was that not the killed. first, that was the first game back, I'm sure. I'm uh, sure it was. 3 0 or something. Uh, it was the after the winter break. Of, of course they did. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely after COVID, I'm sure there was definitely one. Somebody in this chat will know that for sure, or quickly Google it to see when it was, but I'm sure it was just after COVID that we'd done that. Um, but aye, they are what they are, they are what they are. Um, say, at least we get one Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff. What's going on? Is everyone, everyone all right tonight? Is there too much sunshine outside? David, thanks very much, mate, for the donation. Um, he said, time to start winning the Deadwood, lads. We have little margin for error next season. Need to get players in quick. Hope Bill succeeds. I think we all wish that, mate. I, I think I cannot disagree with one single bit of that. There's a lot to be done there, but we'll come on to the Aberdeen game. Don't you worry, we'll get there. Uh, before we get there, very strong rumours now link that uh, Jack Butland, the deal looks very close. Um, Ali, I come to you. We would be signing him on a free. Um, he's had a He's been on loan at Man United, um, with Palace being his kind of main club. He was kind of high, not highly regarded, but he was probably the highest regarded he has been while he was playing for Stoke in 2018. Since then, he has kind of lost his way a little bit. He's played for England and he's played for the English national team. He's 30 years old, so there's still plenty of life um, in the tank left for for being a keeper. Anyway, what's your thoughts on this, mate? Six foot five comes for crosses. On paper, mate, on paper, it looks like quite a quite a decent sign. Yeah, he ticks the boxes for me. That was the first thing I looked at is what height is he? And I seen what you said there, Can he's six foot five. So yeah. He's uh, he's similar to you want to say Joe Hart across the side of the city when Celtic he kinda lost his way. They got him I think they got him when he was maybe thirty four though, Joe Hart, and he's done a turn for them, Joe Hart. I know he is a bit of a bomb scare, but he has done a turn for them. I thought we would go down a a similar route because uh, you need to pay big money to get a good goalkeeper. And if we can get a guy in Jack Butland, 30 years of age, I think he's a good goalkeeper. Yeah, he's lost his way, but I think he he should stroll it in Scotland. We could use that money elsewhere that we would have spent a keeper in other areas of the the park. So if we can get him in a free, like you say, he's been capped England, 
yeah, I, I think he, he'll do it for me, Jack Butland, going forward. Um, 30 years of age, young for a goalkeeper too. So, I ticks the boxes for me. Yeah, Scotia, I think you could probably put him in the same bracket of the Cantwell thing. Um, the, the kind of Cantwell had really lost his weight in Norwich. He's, he's came here and he's, he's flourishing a bit so far. He's looking like a very positive signing for Rangers. And this one's maybe the bit of the same. In terms of the deal itself, I think it's a pretty much a no-brainer as well because someday we'll buy him for money if it all goes wrong. So to me, it makes perfect business sense. And it's we have been thinking, oh, we're going to need about five million for a keeper, etc. And his wage might be pretty decent, don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, we're still going to be saving on a, an initial transfer fee on him. Yeah, wages potentially a wee bit of a stumbling block for me because yeah, I get the feeling when like guys from the Premier League that have played in the Premier League, like he did with Stoke Crystal Palace, and well, he's not played with Man U, but he's obviously their backup at the moment. Yeah, I expect them to come up and be looking for a, a decent wage, you know, and he's at an age where it's not like you're taking pay cuts or anything like that. So that's a wee slight concern potentially. Um, but he is on a it's a free. Um, that's ideal, like you say, because you don't want to be spending too much money and. Unfortunately, goalkeepers is this kind of position that if we want, if you're going to have to sign someone like a button, um, because if you're going to sign a goalkeeper that's having a storming season for a club first choice, it's going to cost an awful lot of money. Um, when's the last time we spent an awful lot of money on a goalkeeper? I think come back to what Letsy and Christensen folk like that in the, in the 2000s. Did we sign close for what must have been signed close for? That must have been a significant amount of money. But that was, Aye, but that was, I that don't was think he was a lot of money. He was in big wages, but oh, so he was. So he was. So he was. <laughs> EBTs. <laughs> EBTs. <laughs> oh yeah. God, EBTs. Uh, let's not let's not go there tonight. No. Um, yeah, no, so no, no, I think no. decent shout. Thirty years of age, like you say, decent age. Um, for me, the goalkeeping position. What I would then be expecting is McGregor's going, and I would then be looking at getting McLaughlin out the door as well. Then you've got McCrory there as your number two, pushing for number one, I would want, because mm-hmm. I would have thought we would have seen McCrory by now, but he's seemingly been constantly been injured. And I'm hoping towards the last few games of the season that we'll see McCrory as well. Um, but no, Butland looks like a decent shout. Yeah, I, I like the I, I like the the initial signing of it. I like the I like the business of it. As I say, I think it, it does make sense. Ali, I think it's also very important that this is being addressed first, if that makes sense. This is the first deal that's come out because everybody's been screaming for it. And it almost gives you, I know it's not over the line yet, but from all reports, it does look like it's going to happen. But to start with the goalkeeper is very promising for me. I'm like, right, okay, that's a very positive first step and probably the most positive of positive steps that you could have took in this market at the start of the summer. Yeah. Start start from your goalkeeper and move forward with signings. And if we go, if we get Butland, it looks like I think it's a, a very good first signing in the summer window for us. I thought we had to get off with a, a decent signing and move forward throughout the team with other positions because there's quite a few positions we need to fill first team positions moving forward. The goalkeeper one's a critical one. Um, how many times in years gone by is Andy Gorham and McGregor? How many points have they saved us in a season? Mm. McGregor's just unfortunately, he's 41. You can see he's, he's slow now. He's, he's just come at a natural end pretty much. He's probably been there a season too long, if I'm being honest about it. Um, so, yeah, Jack Bolton for me, first of first of many in the summer coming in. And I think yeah. we'll do quite a few of them, Carney, possibly before the end of the season, tied up. 
because I think he wants to get his business done early, moving into yeah. the summer. Yeah, it makes sense. Scotia, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't the last of this type of signing that we get, especially from maybe the English market, because Bill does quite fancy the English market for obvious reasons. He's got good knowledge of it. I completely get that. But I mean, more so players coming towards the end that have maybe lost their way slightly, maybe. Maybe at a decent age, around 28, 30, something along the lines of that, that he could maybe pull in and hopefully get a, a bit of a tune out of the way he does. It seems to be a, a bit of a trend. Those with three words that you just said, lost the way, gave me the fear. Oh, sorry. Um, because um, it's, we've, we've kind of almost been down that route before, and it's very similar to the, oh, if we can keep them fit, kind of rule. Because if you look at players like... Well, no, it's way, not, no. Wee, I don't I'm think it's the same as keep... I don't think keep them fat. I don't think that the keep them fat thing, I never want to hear that. Like, I don't want somebody that we are signing with the injury record of Philip Hollander, for example, like, and then being like, yeah. oh, if we keep them fat, like that, the Kamar roof days of, of that time, that kind of signings at Rangers are over. Yeah, no, well, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and yeah, potentially, but there's only so much, much you can do that. I think someone put up in the comments earlier that he's only like made nine appearances or something over the last three years. He's not played a lot, no. Crystal Palace, yeah, so... Uh, but it's, uh, keepers are always a wee bit different, I think. A keeper's always a wee bit different um, because, yeah, it should be okay. Um, and like you say, yeah, you do look across to Celtic and look at Joe Hart. You know, he was... he. Uh, you could say he'd lost his way and done that. So if he can repl- replicate that and be better than Joe Hart, then brilliant. Hopefully he can. Yeah, we get I see, but... If we sign him, yeah, but it does. It, it does. From all reports, it looks like it's pretty much happening, mate. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. I just think it's important to address from there first because it all it does give the fans reassurance that okay, McGregor is moving on. And um, well, you would expect him to. You can't have a guy like Alan McGregor sign a year extension to sit on the bench, and Jack Butland is not coming here to sit on the bench. If he comes here, he's coming here to play because he hasn't played in a while. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited by that. I see. I'm excited by that. The rumour first kind of was flying around at first. I was like, let's not get too carried away with ourselves because I, I do think he's there's probably clubs in England that are after him at, at the same time. But um, if he chooses to come here, as he might not be on as, uh, as much wages as he could be in England, but here he will get a chance to play football and hopefully play European football. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm trying not to jinx next season before we've even started it. Well, uh, no, but yeah, definitely will. We're guaranteed Europa League. Group stages next season. Oh, are we? Yeah. Thanks, Scotia. There's really a reason I've got are. you on this podcast. There's a reason I've got you on this podcast. I might be, I might be wrong. Know. I was wrong with a few things in the last pod, but I'm pre- fairly certain that we're guaranteed Europa League group stages next year. Well, you heard it here first, UEFA. Um, Scotia says that, then it must be true. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 again, this is why I have you, Scotia, because you do all this stuff for me. Because <laughs> I, I very really know, very really know. Um, right, gentlemen, unfortunately, we've made it through most of the news. Um, there is a load of transfer links kicking about now. I, I'm not going to get too far into them because I prefer to do it when they look more concrete than just people picking names out of hat a lot of the time and seeing if it will stick. So uh, we'll leave that for another time. Uh, we'll leave that for another time. There is many people we're asking I'll in the chat. The bu- I'll still push the Belotti transfer rumour that <laughs> I want. 
Velotti. Uh, who, is that the boy for Roma, isn't it? Is that what you're the saying? striker for Roma, yeah. Uh, yeah, striker for Roma. Well, I'll, I'll push the Haaland rumour then and see if that goes anywhere. Um, Rangers are going to sign Haaland right. in the summer. Right. We'll, see who, we'll see who wins, Scotia. We'll see who wins. Excellent. But yeah, gents, we'll... Yeah, we'll move on to um, Sunday. Um, unfortunately, uh, Ali's not had his say on it, and we'll try and digest it a bit. I thought I would leave this to leave this to last. So yeah, we travelled to Aberdeen on Sunday. Uh, Ali put in the the worst performance under Bill by a considerable considerable distance, I think, and up there with one of the worst of the season. Um, starting match, we were decent enough, mate, in the, the first thirty, but after that. We just kind of lost our way. The thing that we've seen so often, and everybody seemed to almost down tools. It was a less than enjoyable game. A movie I've seen a hundred times, Carney. Honestly, you seemed really thought. happy about it in the group chat. To be fair, you did seem really. Pleased. I did seem very happy about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I was watching it with Tommy in the pub. <clears throat> I thought Rangers started well. Again, I don't know how many times I've used the word powder puff, Carney, with a Rangers team up front. Seaman Sakala was one-on-one. Did any Rangers fan think he was slotting that away? No. And I'd even go for, as far as if it was Morelos or any other forward we've got, they wouldn't be putting that in the back of the net. We're so weak up front, it's unbelievable. And you can tell, but you just look at the goal difference in the league table. We can't score goals. And I said to Tommy at half-time, he went, you know what'll happen here? Aberdeen will score a goal out of nowhere. And then and it's, you could write the script. It's unbelievable. And I bet most Rangers fans sitting there were probably thinking the exact same thing. They scored a freak goal, Aberdeen. We should do better. And then after the second, I thought we chucked it, Carney. I honestly thought we chucked it. And there's certain players in that team now for me. We need to move on in the summer. And these are guys that are still on contracts. And it's not that's easier said than done moving these guys on, but we need to move them on. Because it's that was unacceptable for me on Sunday. It, the game, in the grand scheme of the game, is a dead rubber in the league, yes. But we're going into a semi-final this Sunday, can't they? The players should be playing for the a starting position, a jersey mm-hmm. for, for Sunday come up. And I don't think any of them wanted wanted a, a jersey for next week, a guaranteed jersey. And even on two new signings in Cantwell and um, uh, Raskin, I, I thought they were poor as well. Were they dragged down with the rest of the players because they were poor? I don't know. Ben Davies, for me, I said a month ago, I'd be quite happy with him and Goldson next season. <laughs> Not for me. Since I said that, I, think I must have cursed him because since I said that, he's he's fell off a cliff, Ben Davies. Scotia was, I think, the only guy in the podcast that kind of called it and says, well, I don't know about it. He's correct because... It just it, he's so weak for a centre half in the last three weeks, Carney. The guy's just falling off a cliff for me. Looks a bomb scare for us at the back. There's major surgery needed for this Rangers team in the summer, Carney, because if he sticks with these players, Beal get a sack. These players will get Beal the sack if he sticks with the majority of these players going forward. I was I was disappointed in Sunday, Carney, but was I shocked? No. And that's the bigger disappointing thing. Yeah, Scotia, I need to learn to not give Ali an open-ended question. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, right. go off and rhyme off the full game. I could actually go, that's on awesome. <laughs> see you later. I just go too deep into it. No, 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 but he, he is he is correct in, the, in a lot of the things that he was saying. I said, I've watched it back and it didn't, it wasn't great watching it back, but it's the, it's this consistent 
we'll create chance, we'll create a chance, we'll create a chance, and then we don't score. The again, the stats of the pair goals, the XG goals, whatever it's called, we we don't take advantage of the chances that we do create, and when we don't, we we lapse into this. Oh well, it looks like it's kind of not happening, and we've seen it so many times. It, it happened under Gerard as well at times, um, where we would just lapse into okay, it doesn't look like we're going to score, but. I think I was maybe a wee bit harsh on Aberdeen. I think a lot of people um, in the comments of the, the reaction pod um, were kind of saying that I, I disrespected Aberdeen. I don't think I disrespected Aberdeen. I think I probably didn't give them enough credit for just giving effort, um, just giving effort. I definitely don't think they're a good team. I don't think they're a, 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 a good team to watch playing football. I think they've got a few decent players, but... The thing that's really annoying me is I, I, I can never stand when we are outfought in a game of football, mate. It's like the fundamentals of it and Rangers were for the majority of that match. Yeah, what do you mean? Aberdeen turned up for one of the cup, four cup finals of the year? Yeah, we laugh and joke about it, but it seems to be a bit true with them, particularly when we play up at Pitaudry as well. Um, yeah, they did. They were an awful lot better in the, the second half, Aberdeen, but we're not here to sit and speak about how Aberdeen and what they done. We're here talking about what we done, where we can improve. Exactly. I was, I was scunnered on Sunday. I'm probably still pretty scunnered now um, about the game, and it's... You mentioned there that we played the same under Gerard. We played the same under Gio, and we've said it on a few occasions, and we, we keep coming back to it. It's this squad of players. There's individuals in here that, that that's the mentality they've had for too long. An awful lot of them, and, and it, we keep coming back to it. The, the chances that we created, we need to be taking at least one of them, really. But like Ali says, there, um, this be Sakala's chance. Not only, I wouldn't. The only player that you would see slotting that away is probably sitting in the bench, Scott Arfield, because it wasn't really in a position. I don't tell him, possibly, could have scored Sakala's chance. Um, but he's the one that sets up Sakala's chance. So you would need someone to do that. Um, it's frustrating. Um, really frustrating. Um, it's, it's this, when you see the lineup, you kind of half expect what we were going to see as well, didn't you? Um, so, yeah, I've, nothing's really changed for me since we spoke about this on Sunday. The only thing that really came to mind to note was that Beal had mentioned that obviously Raskin was taken off because he'd only just passed a fitness test on his ankle I think it was and on a Sunday morning so hopefully he's been taken off for enough time because like I said on Saturday that a midfield Lundstrom in Kamara petrifies me for the game on Sunday Yeah Ali I, I, it's, I don't want to read too much into it but it is what Beal said Scotia is correct if Raskin's having to pass a fitness test before a game that's really meaningless anyway, a, a, a wee alarm bell goes off in my head. I'm going, why are you doing that? But also, I think that just tells you how little that Glenn Kamara is even slightly considered for a starting eleven just now. He looks like one for sure. Is he's off? Yeah. <clears throat> if, if there was a slight doubt in Raskin at the weekend, he should have been nowhere near that. No, I that agree. Game. Especially Aberdeen, and you know they'll be up for it, flying into challenges and stuff. So he should be nowhere near it. Hopefully, it was a precaution, and he'll, he'll be fine for um, for Sunday. But I, Glenn Kamara, I mean, I looked at the bench at the weekend, Karen, and you just looked to Fred. There we are, three boys on the bench. You'll probably come on to substitutions, Carney. Baffles me again, but Glenn Kamara. Ah, he's a guy he checked. Greg Kamara checked him months and months ago, and he's a guy to move on this summer. Um, 
I think somebody would come in for Kamara. I think he'd be fairly easy to move on. I think he is a good footballer, Kamara, but he's checked out. Um, and he was one of the guys when Beal came in, they all went, Kamara will get a chance under Beal because Beal likes him. He's just he's completely fallen away, completely fallen away. And John Lundstrom as well, how he survives a full game in the park for Rangers. I'm done with John Lundstrom. I'm absolutely done with him. He's, I just, I've never seen a guy, one individual, slow a football team down so much in my life. And John Lund, it just, it just doesn't fit the way we want to play football. And I'll need to strap myself in because he'll be playing on Sunday, no doubt. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt, mate, that he'll be playing on Sunday. I think he will 100% be playing on Sunday. For once, though, I just don't think he was the worst. I don't. I don't he wasn't I'd the like, worst. But, but I don't. I think the rest of the team certainly helped mask how poor he's playing, if that makes sense. Because I'll come back to you, Ali, because I had my say about Sakala um, with Scotia. I... I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't put up anymore. I just can't. I, I know his stats are decent, and that I do get that. I don't, and I get the argument, and the people will always sling that into my face. But at the end of the day, mate, when push comes to shove, and we need to rely on him, he's not good enough. He just isn't. That that chance that he misses would have, if he'd have scored, that changes the whole complexion of the game. But most obvious saying that I've obvious statement that I've said tonight but when you watch it back the keeper's already going to ground mate and he, he doesn't react to it he just thinks well, I'm, the best thing for me to do is to blast this blast this at you and see after that mate that one turn that he done got himself through and goal that's the only thing he'd done that entire match and I don't know how he stayed on that pitch for 88 minutes mate I, I just I'm at the point now where I'm like he, he also has to get moved on I know people say we keep him as a squad option maybe bring him on from the bench something like that but I think Scott Right would be just as capable of doing that, and I don't think we need two of that caliber of player. I think to come up from the bench. What's your your thoughts on that? I'm probably being too harsh, mate, because as I say, on Sunday, he just I'm still not over how much he annoyed me on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a striker for me, Sakala. I think he's no, going to be first to be us. I don't want cares. He's he's got no composure Wait. in front of goal for for me, Sakala. Also at points, Morelos is getting pulled out right so Sakala can play through the middle. Yeah, what are we I doing? Understand. I know. <laughs> what are we I doing? said that Connie, I said that to Tommy ten minutes in. I was like, why is why is Morelos playing out in the right? And then um, Sakala it, it baffled me. Uh, quite a few things what Beal's doing at the moment is baffling me, which is a red flag for me. But yeah. um on Sakala, I still I still think he he could be a squad player for us going forward. But I, I don't think he's good enough to start for us. That, that that's where I'm with it. He's too erratic for me. You can't depend on him. He scores the odd worldy now and again, but he needs umpteen chances to put one away. We need guys that are clinical up there. He, he's just he's a he's a guy in a long list of strikers we have, Carney, that just aren't clinical. You could go along our whole front line, they're not clinical at all. But and and we shouldn't just need I think we've kind of all fallen into the trap of oh, Sakali is what he is. This is what we get with him. And we shouldn't that's how we shouldn't be we shouldn't be thinking about that as a, as, as a football player. The harsh reality is that yes, he's not good enough. He's not good enough as a first team player. I think as an impact player, twenty minutes to go when we are a few goals up, I I think he could do a job for us off the bench. That but that's it going forward. Would I be disappointed if we moved him on in the summer? No, I wouldn't. Um guy's twenty five or something now, Sakalis, as if he's a young boy. I just I don't think you can teach him composure in front of the goal. I think that's what he is. Um bye. 
it's disappointing, but he was just he was one of a long list, Carney. And you look to the bench, do you bring the boy Lovelace on? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? But it's like you'll probably talk about the old substitutions, Carney. But aye, Sakala for me, squad player at best. Yeah. Scotia, before I come on to the, the subs that Bill did make, we will spend time talking about the defence again, mate, um, because it's it's something that doesn't really seem to be going away. And, and Ali obviously mentioned it on his his initial rant, mate, about the game that I don't really know what's happening to Davis just now. It's it's whether he's just had a complete knock to his confidence because of the, what happened at the the old farm. But you have been saying it for a while, mate, that he's maybe not good enough for for his. There is no doubt in my mind, mate, that once Conor Golgin gets removed from that team, we lack leadership in that back line. Um, we lack somebody to command our defence. It's just not happening. Uh, on the other hand, um, I can't be too critical of John Suter. Um, I think he's done just fine since he's came back. And this is a guy that's missed a lot of football as well. And I suppose maybe the question going forward, that, mate, is if Golgin is back and fit and please, please let him be back and fit for Sunday. Do you go with Suter and Golton or do you still have the the argument of him being a left-sided, Davis being a left-sided defender, so you should start with, with him and Golton? Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, see, for Suter, I think that um, Barring, I would say he's been more than decent, Barring that, um, that wee the mistake. Short pass back, yeah. I'm barring that, I would say he's been more than decent since he's come back from injury. I think you can see that in an awful lot of people's reactions that you can see people going like, oh wait, I oh know he actually looks like he could be fairly decent. I know there'll be an awful lot of people there that have seen him play for hearts like me and know that he could be a decent player for us. Um, Davies, yeah, worries me. And it worries me as well, the fact that you're what you're saying there is that Davies needs Goldson beside him to play well. That's a worry. That's a worry that a centre-half needs another centre-half beside him to play well, because then there's almost two positions that you're kind of rolling out there. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a worry. It'll be interesting. Obviously, it's not helped with Goldson's injury because I honestly thought after the Old Firm game, I think he even said it in our post-match reaction, that I thought we'd be gearing up to play this game on Saturday, uh, Sunday in the in the Cup as a 3-5-2 three, kind of, three, kind of formation. I don't really see how they can do that now with Goldson being out for that period in between because it's not a... Yeah. Not an easy, not an easy system to switch to if you've been playing a certain way. Obviously, Beal said that we were trying it before the last Old Firm game, like in training. But with Bolton being out injured, they've probably not had a chance to do that any further. Um, so, as my preference would be for Goldson and Suter to play um, as a central defence pair in the two, um, along with whatever fullbacks will be playing Tavin, whoever on the left. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any problems with that. People will hark back to the Levy game at the start of the season when Suter was playing their way with um, Goldson. I nearly said Lundstrom there for some reason with Goldson. <laughs> um, and yeah, I think part of that, you need to take the pitch into consideration a wee bit. Wee bit. Maybe take into the fact that sometimes first game first game for a club nerves kind of things can happen. Um, so I wouldn't read too much into that. I think Suter and Goldson will be fine because they're both pretty good in, with the ball at their feet as well. You know, it's not as if Suter's this big lump it and horse. It's kind of guy. He's, he's he is quite comfortable on the ball, like you've seen, like some of the dribbles that he took out of defence. Yeah, uh, at the weekend they looked pretty impressive. So that's the way I would go. I mean, if I, if Goldson had been fit, I'd probably go with the three-five-two option, but I don't really see that being a thing. So I would go with Suter and the uh, Suter and Goldson. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Uh, I think I'm coming round to that as well. Ali, it's a shame Ryan's not on because we did see the return of back post Barisic um, with, with the um, Aberdeen's second goal. But for me, that raises bigger questions about the communication. Again, as I said, with, with, with Goldson not being there, why are him and Davis not talking? Why? Again, at the end of the day, Barisic should at least be screaming at Davis that he's not going to get there or... He should be tucking in. You should be t- if the defender can see your centre half's number, then he's got him. He's got him, and I've, I was taught that from a very, very, very young age. I'd imagine it's still the same. I've not played football in years, but again, Barisic and Davis, they just don't cover themselves in glory there, and it just shows our it's it's just sloppy goals that we concede. Yeah, it's, it's not communicating at all. That back line, though, there was no update. Goldson's key for as the minute. People used to slag Connor Goldson off. I mean, the amount of times me and Scorsese would have debates with folk in the pub over Goldson not good enough. And that's when he's not there, can he? In this season in particular, you've seen him because he's not been there for big periods and, and you've missed him. We've, since Goldson's been out, we've conceded seven seven goals in three games, which isn't good enough, being Rangers. Not good enough. Um, Barisic, he's weak for me as a defender. Ben Davies, Weak for me as a defender as well. He's bullied several times. It just, uh, I'd, I'd look at moving Davies on this summer if we could get. I think a championship team would take him probably. Whether we could recoup our money on him, I don't know. But I'd be looking at a left sided centre half next season. But I'm with Scotia. I said in the group chat, I'd play John Suter beside Connor Goldson on Sunday. I know Scotia discussed about Livingston game. He didn't look comfortable. I agree with Scotia. Take the pitch into consideration. He's only just joined the club. He was carrying an injury as well. I would put Suter in beside Goldson. But it's a huge call for Beal. Huge call on Sunday. Because um, I think a lot of fans and a lot of other podcasts that I've listened to this week, Karen, they are all into the... I think they're coming round to let, let, let's let's play Goldson and Suter at the weekend. Because Davies, for me, is he's too weak for me. Two week and Celtic will exploit him. They'll look to exploit him down that side. Um, so yeah, I'd bring Suter in the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's what I think that'll be the the general consensus. To be honest, of everybody, that we we, we should probably be doing that. Um, we should probably be looking at playing Suter on the left. Scotia has Suter ever played in the left for Scotland? Oof, um, Scotland fan. Can't, come on. can't recall. I, don't, I, I can't recall off the top of my head. No, probably not. I don't even know how many times he's played for Scotland. It'd be, it'd be part of a back three. part of a back three as well. So it's he'd have probably been in the centre on on the right. Center. It's slightly a shame that Goldson's not more flexible though. I know as much as I love Conor Goldson and I think he's important, it'd be quite nice if he could move over to the left and he just leaves it on the right. I think we'd all feel a bit more confident yeah, than that. But Before you move, on, in fact, I'll discuss what I was going to say on Friday night because obviously we'll be looking towards the, the game and discussing our teams. Okay, there you go. Tune in, everybody. Scotia's got something <laughs> important. Write it down, Scotia, so you don't forget it. Um no. We'll, we'll move on to Bill's subs. Um, Ali, I'll come back to you. I'm not really sure about the, the substitutions that he made. Obviously, Raskin coming off, I understand, because if he was carrying a knock, he shouldn't have been playing in the first place. But that's, again, nails the puts the, the final nail in the Glenn Kamara's career at Rangers 
coffin for me because why would you not bring him on if it was just a like for like that you wanted? I know he was trying to change it slightly by putting Matondo on. And look, Matondo was bright enough, but I'm still not having this. He done more than somebody else. He didn't have a shot on target. Like he didn't like <laughs> if he didn't have a shot on target, he's not doing more. He might be running about a little bit more than everybody else was, but he, he definitely didn't do more for me. Um and again the leaving Scott Arfield to eight, eight minutes. Okay, he might have been aware that there was going to be an extra ten, an extra well, ten minutes for him to come on, and there were going to be eight minutes added on time or whatever. But the, the, I just, I didn't understand. I really just the Scott Arfield one in particular. I was like, why are you doing this now? Yeah, it's bizarre. Matondo came on. I thought Matondo would come on. I thought Matondo was okay. He was unlucky with that short car. I mean, it was millimetres. If it went the other side, it would have looked brilliant. But he's got. Yeah, score. but he didn't score. But I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but I, I know. it's not as if he was wildly out. Um, so I'm not going to criticise him too much. The Arfield way. Well, had Arfield stripped at 70 odd minutes, did he not? And then they sat yes. him back down. And then, eight minutes or something like that. I don't get this. I mean, I know there was eight minutes added time that came up, but to bring a guy on in 88 minutes, Carney, that's. That's a bit disrespectful to Scott Arfield, I think. A guy that yeah. can score goals, a guy that has scored goals at Petaudry in the last game, you bring him on when you're 2-0 down straight away. He should have been on probably before, to be honest. But I felt for Scott Arfield, and yeah, it's it's not the first time Beale's substitutions have baffled McCartney, which again is a red flag. And you've got guys on that bench, Scotia's man had you. What's Hadji on the bench for these days? <laughs> because he, no, he's, he seems to it's be not just warming the seat. Uh, yeah, that's a, I think that's why he's there because there is nobody else. He's really warming warming a seat because he must be miles off at Hadji because he's never even thought about bringing on. We might see him in these um, split fixtures possibly, but aye, the, the Arfield one baffled me big time to, to come on with comments to go out. I thought it was disrespectful to Scott Arfield, if I'm being honest. Yeah, Scotia, it wasn't ideal. He also made comment about that he thinks there was a foul in the lead-up to the goal on Sakala. It might have been a foul, yeah, but I think it ends up back at their keeper, which I think restarts the whole attacking bit of play, if you like, the, the, the attack. So for me, that was a wee bit clutching its throws at well. But the subs, mate, it's, it is concerning why he left Arfield that late. Not that I honestly think you could have brought on 11 subs at that point, and I still don't think we'd have scored the goal the way we were playing. But it's not... It's not great. I just it was one of the ones where I'm like, what what are you doing? At that point, if you're gonna bring somebody on, bring on one of the youth players, give them give them ten minutes to see if they can do anything. Yeah, I mean after this was something that actually once we wrapped up recording on Sunday, um I forgot completely forgot to mention and I was kicking myself a wee bit for not mentioning it after the game because I did notice it straight away. You seen that Arfield getting warmed up and you were like, Right, okay, can we see a wee repeat of what happened back in December? Um and then I what eighteen minutes he was standing ready to get on, and then finally yeah. gets on eighty eight minutes. And this he's Beal's probably then get word in his mouth that there's going to be eight minutes added on time, but it's eighteen minutes too late to do that. It should have been made far earlier. Um, yeah, so that, that one was frustrating really because when you're two 0 down and you're you're not making your second change until there's two minutes in normal time left to play, then that's a bit strange for me. And like you say, the day that Sakala and Morelos were having. Yeah, bring on Lovelace. Because it, cause he's probably at that age where his confidence won't get shot too much if he's coming on nah. late on in a game. You know, it's it's not like one of these ones that you're throwing him into the Lions den, den against like Celtic from the start, has a horrible game, and then, you know, that's what he's remembered for. You're throwing him on, he's aware that he's got like 
a short period of time to impact the game. I would have done that, to be honest. And depending on what happens in terms of like if Cholak's fitness after the game on um, Saturday coming up, you know, I'd maybe like to see your likes of Lovelace getting a wee bit of chance in some of these dead rubber games in the league, you know, even 15, 20 minutes, half an hour, a half here or there. I don't see anything wrong with that because we need to kind of try to look for options and it would be always be good to bring through a striker, striker from the youth system because we've said it before, it's not been done often enough by us. No, I think to, to give people a wee bit of leeway, look, and I'm not one that's going to judge them on this season, no matter how next Sunday goes, I think we need to, we just need to kind of put this season behind us and uh, I would love for the result to go our way next week, but um on Sunday even, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but again, we need to really wait for next season. And they say, if the next signing is going to be Butland and he's already signed Raskin, he's already signed Cantwell, then you're like, okay, you can kind of see something happening here without getting too carried away with ourselves. I don't think it will be fair. And I also think, again, getting on leeway that he may have been caught a, a bit like a deer in the headlights because of just how poor the Rangers were and the, just the lack of reaction that he was getting from his players. He can't force them to react to it. The players have to do that themselves. Um, but again, not helped by his, his lack of substitutions and the subs that he did make were just a wee bit confusing for me. Didn't really make much sense. Ali, just with one quick eye on the next week. Yes, mate. Oh, sorry, I was going to cut across. Christopher McLaughlin in the comments put up a decent one there that, and I, as he put it up, it reminded me of it that in the old firm game, he had substrip to go on and Celtic got them off the bench off the bench and onto the pitch before ours did, even though ours yeah. were standing there, ready to go on. Yeah, that was annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that is a good point. It's something that he needs to certainly get better at, Bill. Um maybe it's just a I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe he's just not fully trusting what he has his, at his disposal right now. Ali, just quickly, we'll one eye on to Sunday. Obviously, we will be back on Friday and we'll do we'll do more of a, a preview of it. The only thing that's really going to change is that Kent and Golden um, will come back. If both come back, mate, you expect both to slip straight into the start of 11? Yes. <laughs> 100%. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> no, I know folk have said about Ryan Kent that he's not going to be here next season, so don't play him. For me, it's, it's, it's what one option last. do you have? Yeah, that, that that that's why I was a bit come on to Carney, but there isn't. We're on about Beal not making substitutions. He's probably looking at his bench, Carney and squad, going, "It's, it's not good enough." What's what? Mm. How we've got five substitutions you can make in a, in a league game, and we should be able to bring on decent players, and we can't because we don't have a good enough squad. That's the real reality where we're at at the moment. But for Sunday, yes, Ryan Kent starts for me. Connor Goldson, one hundred percent starts. But it's for these players, Carney. They've got one last chance to show us the show a bit of pride for themselves. A lot of these guys know they are leaving in the summer, but they've got one game um, to leave it all in the park and, and prove us wrong. Because let's be honest about it: the majority of Rangers fans going to Hamden on Sunday, myself included. I'll be honest; I, I can't, I can't put an argument up for them getting the result on Sunday, Carney. I can't. Um, I wish they can prove me wrong, but I just can't put an argument up for them. But they have that opportunity to prove people like myself and other Rangers fans that know they are up for the fight, um, and it's it's down to them. We we can back them as much as we as much as we can, but it's down to them in the park on Sunday. It's whether they're up for for one final dance, if you want to say. <laughs> so it's it's over to them. Yeah, Scotia. Um, 
I can't really disagree with that rally at all there. Um, I, I feel kind of the same. Look, I'll probably feel different when it comes to Friday. By the time Saturday comes, I'll be thinking, well, you never know. The usual thing that you usually do when you're the underdog at an old firm, you always tend to do the same thing. But it's for you, Golds and Kent come back and they go straight in, and it really is it's glory or bust for us team on Sunday. You know what, Goldson certainly does, but you know what, I'm kind of, I can see Ryan's point that he makes that, you know, we should maybe be looking on, but at the same time, you're like, is Kent going to be the best option to win that game? I think that's what we'd really need to look at. Is he going to be the best option? If it was the Ryan Kent that played in the last Old Firm game, then no, he won't be. But True. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I've not made my mind up. I've not even sort of started considering, apart from the, that formation that I was talking about earlier three at the back. I've not really started thinking about the old firm game yet this week. That'll start once we finish recording this now, because you've brought it up. But I'm going to go in with yeah. positivity. I always go in with things with positivity. You do, even, the even, the though it, even though if it might be kind of false positivity and false hope, but anyway, that's the way I need to do it. I need, that's the way I, I need to survive watching Rangers. Yeah, we'll certainly be doing our best, mate. Uh, we'll certainly be doing our best. We will try our hardest, that is for sure. Uh, that'll do us for tonight. Um, thank you, everybody, in the chat. Thank you for all new members. Thank you for all uh, the donations as well, super stickers, as YouTube like to call them. Really do appreciate everybody getting involved tonight. Ali, for tonight, cheers, my man. No problem. Good to be on tonight. Look forward to Friday. By Friday, hopefully I'll be slightly more optimistic than I am now. Um, the closer you get to an old firm, like you say, Karen, you start to get optimistic. So, um Yes, we will see. We'll see what happens on Friday because there'll be the press on Everton, Carney. So we'll get to know in terms of team news, etc. So it's uh, it will be an interesting press conference. It will be an interesting one. Scotia, thank you very much, mate. Yeah, cheers. And as um, Dynamite Heady says, they are stay tuned for my big news on Friday. It's not that big news, by the way. It's not. It's probably going to be like the smallest thing in the game. Something will change by then, anyway. So I shouldn't have even said mentioned it. But no, that was enjoyable tonight. Thanks, guys. Yeah, nah, if there's no reason to tune in then Scotia's news will definitely be worth it that is absolutely no doubt about it um, so yeah before you go as always please do like the videos please do subscribe to the channel that would be great we will be back on Friday with a club live so until then uh, enjoy the rest of your week we are club at 22 the Rangers podcast cheers everybody <laughs>